Her name mm. I was born with was Eunice. But only people who look like her get to call her Peaches Black. And peace be an everyday occurrence because her keep her pistol in her pocketbook Black. Praying, fuck a teddy bear. I want my baby back Black. Never learned to swim. Been too busy running from trees, sheets, and holes in the ground, black. Baptized, mm. sweat, whoop, and holler at the Friday night choir musical in the middle of the Tamarine ministry, black. Hi, I'm Anifa Walida. <laughs> and I am Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties. <laughs> Today we have the wonderful Avery R. Young as a guest on the show. I tell you, I tell you. <laughs> but hey, babies, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? <laughs> if, this, if this is your first time here on YGA and you have no idea where you are or who we are, okay? Uh-huh. When your life is messy and your friends don't tell you what you want to hear and, and that cousin just tired of hearing it or, you know, your mama still mad at you because of who you brought to Christmas dinner last year. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just need grown advice for your all too complicated young life? Yes, well, that is why we are here. Your Gay Aunties is a bi-weekly live show and podcast that is centered around queer adulting. So every other Sunday, we go live on YouTube where we answer your letters about life, love, and the entangles. <laughs> <laughs> so subscribe below. And if you miss us live here um, on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern, then you can catch us one more again on Wednesdays with our audio podcast by the same name, Your Gay Aunties, which you can find anywhere that you listen to podcasts. There you go. Okay, so now, <laughs> now that you know where you are, all right, all right, mm-hmm. welcome home, child. We are Your Gay Aunties, and we are here for the children. Yay! <laughs> all right, so listen, we have a great show uh, coming up. We have Poet Sangat. All right. Chicago mm-hmm. artist, activist Avery R. Young is in for tea this Sunday afternoon. Okay. I'm so excited. Absolutely. And he brought more of <laughs> Chicago's finest to bless the mic later on in the show. Right, right, right. Yes. And we have a letter from a child that is finding herself in the same situation as the brat and her sister, Lisa Ray. <laughs> So I am so excited about this letter, honey, because I have missed it until this letter Okay. Came, okay. <laughs> so we're also answering any adulting questions about dating within an age mm. gap. Mm. So hit the subscribe button below and start texting your folks. Let them know to join us here on the live at youtube.com slash your gay auntie. Yay. All right. I just want to say that I feel liberated. I feel alive. I feel inspired. Um, I feel mm. I was given a gift last night when I turned on Netflix and looked at 40-year-old version by Rada Black. Tell me about it. Basically, quick I synopsis. Uh, this is a 39-year-old uh, woman, about to be 40. Um, she kind of had a little hype early in her life. This is a fiction, right? Um, but not. Mm-hmm. She had a little hype on in her <laughs> life when she was in her young 30s or 29 or whatever. And she hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. She's a teaching artist. So she's dealing with that. And her mother just recently died. So she's dealing with grief. She's dealing with grief of her career, grief of her mother, 
we have a lot mm. and she's turning 40 right and so um as she's still trying to navigate the world as a playwright she decides to shift gears and become an MC. All right. And she's a good one too. She's good. She's good. Right. And dealing okay. with all the ageism, all of that. And again, her self doubt, all of that. Does she belong yeah. in here? It was such a beautiful display of just of hip hop, but more from a feminist perspective. Um, really talking about, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with growing old as an artist, you know, in a world that mm. only seems to want young artists, but how that actually is a lie. You know, and that's something that I needed to hear personally, even though I might have intellectually known Mm -hmm. it was true. I needed to see it on screen. I need to see someone go through. I need someone that I can relate to. Somebody that, you know, you know, contemplate in like, oh, God, nobody going to fuck this young nigga. You know, all all (laughs) woman thoughts. (laughs) All all auntie thoughts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, she's a teaching artist. I was a teaching artist at that age. Like all this, I felt like I was looking at myself and I just want to say, if you have not seen it, well, one, see it, period, because we've got to support our people on Netflix, but it is so insightful, no matter what age you are. But you will, you will better understand your aunties who are artists, teachers, and still in this game, you understand us better if you watch that film. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Okay. I will definitely oh, check that out. <laughs> Even Dayo, Dayo, uh, uh, Kuya, uh, uh, Harris said, yo, 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 40-year-old version is so funny. It is so funny, y'all. But nice. I also was crying, too. It, 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 there's some parts I'm like, oh, my God, stop it. Stop it. But I, I feel you too. Mm. I'm feeling you too much, Rada. I'm feeling you too much, Rada. oh i see dial yes okay cool well yeah i will definitely check it it. out i trust both of you all very much (laughs) yes yes yeah okay cool and this is a good time to come across some good programming because the real world right now is a shit show it is its own show (laughs) it is its own show like literally it is like are we living in 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 a fiction movie, I know. Is this a series? Like, what is going? I know. On? It's like last week in America. <laughs> what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, the president gets COVID. Does the president have COVID? The president. The Does president's the president cured in two days. COVID? Even though he's old as fucking out of shape. The only person <laughs> right in the world. <laughs> oh, because he's exceptional. Oh, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, the president gives us a shit show of a debate. And the president doesn't want to do the next debate because nobody, because he don't want nobody to shut him off. And, and oh, 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 oh. And still, it's like. Yeah. Uh, it's like really like. And I know people make that comparison that like he's, he's childish. Like he acts like a toddler and like blah, blah, blah. But like. At this point, some somebody has to intervene. At this like, point, at this point, that <laughs> anybody else steroids. who acts like this, they would have got a spanking and been put to bed. I'm by saying, now. like you cannot keep. But acting this is like but this is see now this is steroids on top of narcissism. So now he's delusional. Mm-hmm. It's like they they shot him up with so many steroids and some experimental shit. And you still yeah. got this fool running the country? Can we please put? Can we please kickstart the twenty fifth freaking amendment? <laughs> and the only thing that he is worried about is he is not transferring power. He's not giving it to Pence. He's not giving it if he loses the election. Like he is not willing to give up his position as the dictator. I mean, the president <laughs> of the United States. <laughs> like that's it. Like, <laughs> and let it and let it be known if we, so, and if and if you haven't realized it yet, we as Americans have to grapple at some point. 
God willing, ancestors willing, and I mean all ancestors. I'm talking about GW and Jefferson. All we need all more board. Once we get, once we get <laughs> this fool out mm-hmm. of office, we still have to grip with the fact that we had a dictator. That he, he yeah. is a dictator, and he's trying to dictate yeah. in whatever room the Constitution gives him, even though he probably never read it. <laughs> all right, but. Clearly, clearly, clearly. <laughs> so we have to grapple with that. We have to grapple. This has shown our, 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 our weaknesses. I mean, as black folks, we're already aware of all the weaknesses and how they tie to economic, how racism ties to economics and classism ties to all of the things that make us kind of feel comfortable, but not. But we have to deal with our Americanness when this shit is. We're dealing with it now, but we really have to deal with it when it's all done. Because guess what? It's going to a lot of repair work have to be done. And not everybody's like, well, I know he out now, but oh well, while y'all were gone, the rest of the world moves yeah. on and y'all ain't top shit no more. That passport ain't as mm-hmm. strong as it used to be no more. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. So we're going to have to deal with and it. people are starting to see it. Like every other country <laughs> has to deal with it, we're going to have to deal with that being number one, number one, number one. We are no longer number one. Oh well. And we hadn't been, we were only number one. I know, I know. We weren't number one, like really on any scale measurable, (laughs) except our ego. Same word, same word, same word. Not education, infrastructure, <laughs> like not absolutely nothing. Not not even in trade, like none of that. <laughs> but, but American essential essentialism me, is entertaining. <laughs> yes, at this point, <laughs> I guess entertainment. But even now, baby, Nigeria is coming for us. <laughs> if I don't see <laughs> fifteen Nigerian movies on my Netflix. <laughs> Every time I turn it on, y'all better work out there. Exactly. I'm all up in Nollywood. Yeah, South Africa too. South Africa is getting a new uh, Netflix office and they are coming for us too, baby. Exactly. So we better get to work. Exactly. And watch all of them. There are stories all around the world. Every story ain't about it got to be about us. Just like every story ain't got to be around white people. So as black people, we be complaining everything about white people. As Americans, Hmm. everything don't got to be about us. Our story is not the storyline for the world. Okay, so check it out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I'm sorry. I am ready for no no no. I am ready for our follow. Yes, yes, yes. Now this is our story. Baby. This is our story. <laughs> this is our story. Now this is the part of the show, okay, where we love to feature one of you and what you do. Yes. All right, that others should know and want to follow. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. We call this segment Follow me. And if you follow your <laughs> gay aunties, okay, on Instagram at gay aunties, all right, then you could be a part of the show too. So just like this follow me highlight for episode 96. Follow me, follow me, follow me, yeah. This follow me is from Warren Dumont. Warren mm. Dumont. Okay, spell W-U-H-R-Y-N-D-U-M-A-S. The S is silent. Dumas is French, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and you know know what? All right, yeah, yeah. Just check out out this brother's music. Let's just jump into his music. Here's a quick promo from his new release called To You. You got me feeling so frustrated from all these lies you're saying. So stop this nonsense playing and come be with me. Baby should have never ever given me your love. I said I'm giving all my all to you. Baby should have never ever given me your touch. I said I'm giving all my love to you. Baby, if you give me all your love and your trust, I will always be true to you. Baby should have never ever given me your love. 
people that's like that's right baby be proud of your body okay he's like give it to me mm, mm. but so here's the busted all right here's here's the funny thing it's like so i'm just scrolling through all of the uh of our followers just looking for beautiful talent what y'all doing and i stumbled upon warren warren dumas <laughs> you know so i was like so i immediately i was a, i became an instant fan i said yo bro i'll put you on he's like you know actually my roommate is your engineer i was like yeah <laughs> So just so y'all know, right. this wasn't no hookup on the side. I found him organically because he is that talented yes. and he just so happens to be our favorite engineers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I see there is a lot of talent in that household. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So thank you. Thank you, Warren uh, Dumas. W-U-H-R-Y-N. Warren Dumas. D-U-M-A-S. So check his music out. You will become an instant fan of just his energy in his music. And uh, and, and let him know mm-hmm. that he gave y'all to sent you. Absolutely. And if you want some of your work, passion, or just your beautiful queer self featured here on your gay aunties follow me just follow us on ig at your gay aunties or subscribe below here on youtube and just do your thing in the feed you don't have to do anything but be as wonderful as you already Mm, are mm, mm, mm. (laughs) and did you know that there are so many ways to be a part of this show Uh uh-huh by joining our yga (laughs) community okay on patreon see our patreon home offers low monthly tiers. We're talking like one dollar, three dollar, five dollar, okay? That provides a way <laughs> that provides a way for you to get your work, your art, yourself on your gay aunties. We about this. We are truly about the truth. So check that out on all of you creatives um out there. Check us out on patreon.com slash gay aunties. Now let's uh let's dive into our first letter. All right. Ooh, all right. Okay. Here's your letter. Okay, so letter one is from uh, Green.D. I would like your opinion on this subject. Do you think that it is okay for girls in high school to date adult men in their 20s? I see it as a trend and it's not given the correct title, which is pedophilia. What age gap do you think is acceptable? Not that one. Uh, first of all, um, it's not a trend. It has been happening since Kingdom Come. I remember some of my high school mm-hmm. friends going out with like 20-something-year-olds. And in our young minds, that was okay because, mm-hmm. what, it was a few years difference, okay? So we in our yeah. young minds, and it, and as young girls, you're like, ah, my boyfriend's 20. So, I mean, you know, you may not say it like that, but that's mm-hmm. what we're feeling, right? Um, yeah. But that's why you're young, and that's why no one... 20 something should be dating you, okay? Because you're you're mm-hmm. living a life that you're trying to design but know shit about, all right? And you're yeah. kind of, um, your, your fantasy, your idea of love, your idea of attraction, your idea, all of that, all of that 
is underdeveloped. I don't care how you walk, how you talk, how fly you think you are. It's mm-hmm. underdeveloped. And someone that's in their yeah. young 20s, okay, they have now access to more life than you. They can go to the clubs. They can do this, da 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 But still, they are young. So they just a foot out of high school. So part of them is like, yo, yo, um, I'm still attracted to high school because some of it is pedophilia. And they haven't fully stepped into their adulthood. And they ain't acting right. So mm-hmm. I remember there used to be 20-something-year-olds that used to, you know, still had, they ain't grown the fuck up yet, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So they still mess up with young girls and they make you feel grown, but you're not. And they and they think they're grown, but they not. But end of the day, mm-hmm. if you're under 18 and you're dating anyone over 18, there lies a, a legal problem, one. Okay, but there's a reason yeah. why they stopped it at that age. There's a reason why. And you got to respect that reason why. And it is called pedophilia. Yes, I completely agree with you. I don't give a fuck. You don't got, you can be 17 and a half. We say all the time mm-hmm. in the show, even at 18, your ass is still young, but the law says you're legal. The 17 and a half dating a 19 and a half. I'm sorry. I know, I know you're like, what you talking It's only two years. Just why are you going to play their games? Why play the games? You got so much life ahead of you. Fuck that nigga. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, it's it's difficult because a lot of times, especially girls, feel like they are um, they're just more mature than the friends in their group, and they just really feel like oh they're ready for the world and they're ready for like such worldly things and they're you know prepared. They they really feel prepared for this life that they're not actually able to access yet, and um, there's a reason for that. there actually is a reason for that. Um, I think one of the things that, um, that I learned in high school, I I was 15 specifically, um, where this guy was just like, Hey, you know, you just so, you so smart, you so mature and the blah, 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 blah. And I remember looking at him like, it must not be nobody your age to like, (laughs) and he was like, what? Even at 15, I was like, there has to be something wrong here. Mm. If you can date women who can go to the clubs, who can do all of the things that you can do socially, mm-hmm. and you want to come around my the pool at my <laughs> building and come and see me, because that's the only place I can go uh-huh. and hang out, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> because I'm 15, right? And... I was able to see that. And I think that has saved me uh, from experiences that would have been horrible like in my life had I not just been able to see that. I don't know who told me that. I don't know where and it came from. Step in and but it was just like, <laughs> yeah, at that time, like there is something missing mm-hmm. there. I There was a girl in my elementary school who went to prom in eighth what? grade. Gotta be something wrong here. <laughs> well, I mean, this, this is really, this it's is, this, this is, I mean, you know, there's two different problems here. Basically, how young girls are raised and how young boys are raised, and they both were insufficient to prepare them for life with each other. Okay, and how we're doing things um, now. So, I mean, I, we're just going to echo it over and over again. Yes, it is pedophilia, and it's called that for a reason because it's fucking wrong. All right. First of all, both of y'all young asses need to just stop. But if you are twenty something and you're mm-hmm. and you're looking for your you know what? And, 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 and we're, we're kind of holding back from saying it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to really formulate the words just to say this one last thought, because I want to get it through. Are there any young girls 
um, young ladies who, young women who are dating someone in their 20s, and you are squarely, your ass is squarely intensely in 11th grade. Basically, they are dating you. Um, it's called pedophilia because these are men, young or not, that get off by being with a young body. They get off mm-hmm. um, having to be to easily be able to control that body in that mind of that young person. You are manip- you are easily manipulated. Now everyone's a red yeah. that can say, yeah, yeah. "Listen, you motherfucker, how you, why are you talking to me?" Not everybody like that. Okay, so you're not mm-hmm. grown because you're dating someone that's twenty something. Because guess what, twenty something ain't grown, but it's grown in your. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not. It's not grown, yeah, grown. But but please, please, please know that what this man is seeing in you is not what you're seeing in him. In this world. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in his control. control. In the, it's control. It's, it's control. always. Yeah. It, it goes yes, back to it control because you can be easily controlled because you don't have. <laughs> The, the wherewithal of an adult. Oh, that's all right. Time, so, um, I hope that answered your question. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we just <laughs> agree. I will go off on that one for a long time. She really wanted affirmation. Like, that's pedophilia, but I'm like, yes, honey, it is. It is. No, I yes, mean, it is. Yeah, we yeah, agree yeah. with that. Anyway, we always enjoy y'all's questions about adulthood, and we're going to answer one more, okay, one more letter later on in the show. <laughs> you need to write your gay aunties. Um, you can do that at your gay aunties. At you can also holler at us at yourgayaunties.com. Um, there's a nice Google <laughs> button that says write your aunties. You can do that. Okay. Or you can just easily just DM us on Instagram yeah. and we'll holler back. <laughs> Give us your adult questions. Let us know about your life and how we can help. All right. All right. Well, let's dig into our auntie bags and see what gems we have for y'all today. Woo-hoo! Classic. <laughs> so for those of y'all who ain't live with us on YouTube, we just had this great gym of this little black boy pouring a whole bag of sugar <laughs> into the Kool-Aid. Well, that's from a kid and play movie, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it was from House Party. I don't know. But you know, yeah, I probably would have been an auntie too. You can say a little bit more sugar, honey. A little more sugar. Yeah, a little just a little bit more. <laughs> All right, y'all. So I'm going to jump it off. All right. I'm so proud of my, my gem. Um, so as some of you uh, know, I have been every Thursday for the past few Thursdays. Um, I've been grabbing my friends and we've been reading the Constitution because none of us have really read the Constitution. <laughs> so for those of you who have not uh, uh, seen what we've done so far, we are going on Article 4. We've done Article 1, 2, and 3. I just put a little compilation, a little short, like three, four, well, okay, four minute compilation. <laughs> I try to make it short. Um, of, of me and my three friends, um, uh, Bob and uh, uh, Nicole and Shelly, um, going over the Constitution, or at least trying to. Enjoy, y'all. Here we go. So, how do you want to do this? Like, do we dramatic read it? Like, what? What's the? What's the however call? you want to do it? However you want to do it, friend. You know, don't don't say dramatic. Now, I didn't even think about that. Now, don't you know, listen? Yeah, I've met you. Okay, <laughs> and dramatic and a twirl. But okay, hold up, hold okay. up. Now I want to know when did it really just become a two-party system? Because Thank they God. were like eleven thousand mugs could be running for president. Exactly, they really would like. 
dense with it. Um, they were so terrified. So they I'm hearing, wait, wait, I'm hearing you have a critique of article two is rather dense. You'd like a less dense article for the constitution. I'm just, I'm just feeling the anxiety and the words of each yeah. level of like, and in case this happened, and in case this happened, here, well, here, so what happens if the president becomes unable to discharge the powers and duties of the office? Comey could get COVID. And then, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that that could happen. Okay. Um, right. and, then so, mother, and then mother and then mother becomes president, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. In, case, in case of the removal of the president from office, okay, or of his death, or of his death, mm-hmm. Or of his death, resignation. Sorry, we got, got stuck on the record there. Okay, <laughs> right, <I'm> like, <laughs> I'll back up. All right. But the idea that you go to the court and the court will fix it doesn't. It doesn't work because it has to be the people who, who want the change, and without them. Uh, no change will be lasting. But listen, I'm a full-fledged auntie, so I can't read nothing unless <laughs> I got some spectacles on my nose, period. Do what you got to do, because we don't want to misread the Constitution. It's a fact, especially this Article 3, now Ooh. what we're living through. Today? I mean, it's exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, that that's why mm-hmm. Brown v. Board of Education went the way it did. They wanted to have the right litigants, mm. the right circumstances mm-hmm. in order to provide the best persuasions, right, mm-hmm. to the Supreme Court, because it is ultimately up to the people, right? And it is our narratives that lead the court in the direction of where the people yes, want to go. really empowering. Really empowering. The Supreme Court shall have appellate jurisdiction, both as to law and fact. Ooh. I told y'all already, we have the lower case, we have the appellate, uh, the lower courts, we have the appellate courts. The lower courts are also known as the finders of fact. Ooh. Okay. The appellate court is only dealing with what is the law? Did the judge in that trial court, did the judge in that lower court get the law right? Here it's got to go to the judge. Here the judge. Here. Huh. huh. So, to promote yeah. the progress of science and useful arts. Sound like a good name for a band. The useful, useful arts. <laughs> <laughs> Three-fifths of all other persons. So hold on, stop. Yeah, the the thing that always made me so interesting about this is like three-fifths is so specific. You know, not half, not a third, not, you know, a quarter, not two-thirds, three-fifths. I don't know. Like, it's all, it's all, you know, ridiculous. (laughs) So, yo, we are having a ball. And I just want to know, when me and Bob were talking about if, you know, something happens to the president, like death, death, mm-hmm. you can get COVID. Right. We literally reported right. that the night before that nigga said he had COVID. And we was like, wow. oh my God. And, and I'm over here saying death, death, death three times. And I invoked the ancestors. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what I do, what I do. That is so funny because I had a similar situation the day before. 
And on somebody's post, they was like, you know, he better stop playing before he get COVID. And I was like, dear ancestors, (laughs) whatever. I just said something like cheeky. And then the next day it was like, the president has COVID. I was like, oh. Your voice is very strong. Understand that, children. Your voice is very strong. Put that into the universe. Okay. Mm -hmm. And let someone else interpret it, whether it's good or bad. You put it up in there. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) So I'm going to keep on doing this. Um, So next Thursday, y'all, bust it. This next Thursday, October 15th, which is my birthday, all right, at 8 p.m. on the Day Artist Instagram Live, I welcome my longtime and good friend Craig Momsgram, a.k.a. Moms, to spend my birthday with me. Um, you might have known him from <laughs> HBO's Oz back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Luke Cage's best friend when he was in jail. <laughs> <laughs> the TV shows and movies uh, that he's been in. So this Thursday, he helps me read Article 4. Of okay. the U.S. Constitution on IG Live or Radio Day Aunties. Join me, y'all. I'm gonna do it. So much fun. What's your jam? Yeah, it is exciting. <laughs> and I, I did get a chance to peek in on a couple of them, and it was a good time. It's fun and really educational. Like, I was like, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. And like, and reading it in 2020, we're like, okay, so, yeah. so, so, so if we do this, but like, it's like a game plan. And they left it yeah. wide. I mean, they tried to be specific as hell, but they were scared of kings and 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 and, and dictators. Mm-hmm. But they also left it very flexible and malleable because they knew that they have all the answers in 1776. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, we know that this is a time right now where your aunties are making sure that we reach out to our nieces and nephews and make sure that you all are becoming more engaged in the political process. And so someone sent me this video um, of HBCU students reacting to the VP debate. That's great. Let's do it. Yes, I wanted to share this with Less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. Appeal the Trump tax cut, Mr. Vice President. I'm speaking. <laughs> I'm speaking, Mr. Vice President. I'm speaking. Heard you sis. I'm a graduating senior. I'm a senior economics student. Major in political science. I study business and accounting. You major in law and government. These past few years have been a nightmare. President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence has shown us that they don't have true leadership in them. I have seen the manner they have cared for my people, and I have seen the decorum that was not there. Senator Harris is a role model. She comes from a really diverse background, which gives her a really unique perspective on American issues. Hopefully the clips are the vice presidential candidates being civil and fighting on the behalf of the American people and not with each other. If you come from a family that makes less than $125,000, you'll go to a public university for free. That's helpful. And across the board, we'll make sure that if you have student loan debt, it's cut by $10,000. Girl, I wish that loan debt would be cut right now. This presumption that you hear consistently that uh, that America is systemically racist. It is. It is. Is, is a great insult. 
to the men and women who serve in law enforcement. He just questions systemic racism. I can't believe he just said that. There's been countless of research proving that police has an implicit bias against black and brown communities for decades. Why was law enforcement the first thing you bring up when we talk about racism? I think if there wasn't a problem, that wouldn't have been the immediate first response to his answer. I served when I first got to the Senate on the committee that's responsible for the environment. Do you know this administration took the word science off the website? Why would you take science off the website? They don't believe in science at all. We have seen a pattern with this administration, which is they don't believe in science. We know that climate change is the existential crisis of our lifetime. Donald Trump, when asked about the wildfires in California, and, and the question was, you know, the science is telling us this. You know what Donald Trump said? Science doesn't know. He don't know. What? That does not make sense. Man, you spent your entire life in New York trying to run real estate, and now you act like you can run the country, and it's frustrating because you don't even trust the individuals that have been doing this their entire life. Now, with regard to climate change, the climate is changing. <laughs> Man said the climate is changing. President Trump has made it clear that we're going to continue to listen to the science. We're going to continue. That's just so contradicting. How are you going to take the word science, but then just say that you will follow science to fix this issue? Y'all ain't listen to the science. Y'all hold administration. Lord, these people. <laughs> I love yes. it. I love it. <laughs> and it's actually really beautiful to see like these young people just react in real time, you know. Um, and also yeah. some some interesting um, uh, insights in their reaction, you know, like just seeing where their heads are. You know, um, mm. and it's glad it's HBCU students because one thing, you know, uh, Kamala uh, Harris is represented is, is Howard, is HBCUs. So yeah, I'm really excited absolutely. how HBCUs are going, you know, their endowments are going to be up. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> they already exactly. are. Exactly, <laughs> and that's what we want, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, and I hope that spreads throughout the system and not just staying at one institution. Yeah, I think, I think it will just <laughs> all the HBCUs are going to reap the benefits um, of her even running. It's like, talk about if they get in, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, pretty yeah. Crazy. Yes. Beautiful jams. So, I thank all of the young people who are becoming more active in uh, this government process who are learning more about how the government is run so that you can be an active participant. We support that. Make sure you join when Auntie Hanifa is reading the Constitution with her friends so that you know exactly what's in it. What you're voting for. (laughs) And you can speak about it (laughs) with some information. (laughs) That's what we appreciate. (laughs) And speaking on it is what our guest for the yeah. day is known to do. Okay. You like that? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Interdisciplinary artist and educator Avery R. Young is a three arts awardee and one of four executives of the Floating Museum, which takes the concept of public transit performance to new heights. His poetry and prose are featured in several anthologies mm. and periodicals, mm. including Berkeley Poetry Review, uh, Poetry Magazine, and photographer Cecil McDonald Jr.'s In the Company of right. Black. He is a featured vocalist on flutist Nicole Mitchell's uh, Mandorla Awakening. I think I'm saying that right. (laughs) And is currently touring with her Black Earth Ensemble and his funk soul band, A Deacon Board. Um, Young's latest full-length recording, Tubman, 
is the soundtrack to his first collection of poems, Neck Bone Visual Verses. Auntie's audience, welcome Avery R. Young. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey Uncle Avery. <laughs> hey, what's going on, TT? <laughs> 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 it's even funny to me because Avery and I were the youth poets yeah. <laughs> in our community when we started, and now right. we are elders in the community. <laughs> no, I, I, I. Yes, we are. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. No, first of all, no, 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 no. This is not about fighting. I am not an elder yet. The no, no, year, you're right. You're right. Year, we're not. The year, we're not elders. The year, the year, the year on my birth certificate does not uh-uh. build me as <laughs> elder yet. As far as I'm, so I'm as far that, as our community, I'm, in, it, I'm, I'm all no. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, look, look, I'm not the youth, but I'm not an elder. I am seeking. I am seeking and and um waiting to become. An elder because then I can really say shit and don't really get no fuck about it. No, you're right. Um, you're right. You're right. This little middle area, like we're not like, young, we're not elders per se. Right. right. This middle space, that's where the auntie yeah. and the uncle. We, we uncles and aunties. Those, 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 we uncles and aunties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we not we we not big mamas and pop pops yet. We not, <laughs> oh my god. We not, okay. we not, we not, we not there yet. That. I'll take but we, uh, we uncles and aunts. That AARP postcard is coming to your house though, right? Right, right? Tell me yeah, it's not. Yeah, Tell me it's not. Look, 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 look. I don't know what it's doing. I don't know what it's doing. As far as I'm concerned, I'm holding on to my black don't crack. Yes, baby. I feel you on that. Absolutely. In that place, we are all blessed. In that place, we are all blessed. Feature it. Feature it. Yeah. <laughs> But, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, I'm just. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I, I just, I'm. I'm. I'm like. I'm right at the fuck it like stage in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm blessed to have some good sense, but I always had some good sense. So, you know, I, I yeah. always had good sense. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I'm real cool. I need to get in on the the, the Constitution article though. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, you know, I have to extend it, actually, because um, there's only uh, nine articles. But I'm like, oh, we got the Bill of Rights. We got all these all these freaking amendments. We got all And it's really about them amendments, honey. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm going to actually, I had to, and also then then a lot of friends start jumping. I was like, I don't got many, I got more than nine friends. So I had to. (laughs) (laughs) So I I am extending it. So if you are interested, I may holler at you, brother. But it's so much fun. But yeah. I am, and please holler. But but one um thing that you brought up though about the Constitution, that those those authors of that Constitution, although they really was only talking about everybody that was in the room with mm-hmm. them, they were really, 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 really trying to make sure couldn't nobody come in here and become king. Right. Mm-hmm. They're terrified of and, it. And, terrified. Yeah. And, yeah. And which makes what we're in now so wild. Right and crazy because this dude is trying to use this 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 very piece of paper, right, to validate his position and not 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 leave it. He's not even using it because fool ain't never read it. Now maybe somebody said, "Oh, you know, you can do this in, in Article Two slap." You know, I know. But what, he just he's just know, going I, for it until some and, you know, and no one's stopping him. You don't know what you're doing. Not, I say this: 
he was healed from Corona in two days because he had it for two fucking weeks. All <laughs> 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 right, yeah, he had it two days. He had it. You are on to it. Yes. All right, we got some questions for you, Mister. Yeah, because yeah, let's let's not waste my time on that orange motherfucker at all. <laughs> Well, you had a yes. question. I know you wanted to ask for oh. Hanifa. Oh, oh, okay, okay, all right, okay. Um, <laughs> all right, so you sent us a link of a project you were involved in. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was set aback. My mm. wig was blown aback a bit. And I was transfixed by the music, by the visuals. In mm. particular, with the music, mm-hmm. wow. okay, and I'm like, okay, so this is like a Beyonce-ish visual album <laughs> with soundtrack, time, uh, travel portal mm. visuals that I'm speaking of. It comes from a collection, uh, the Southside Home Video Collection, right? Yeah, the archives span a bunch of decades. Oh my gosh, but I didn't know it exists, so my eyes were mm. just like, whoa, because mm-hmm. I right. felt. Like I was there, like these. It's like you know, we see archival footage and we kind of see the same stuff over and over and over again. And yeah, they bought the buildings, mm. but it was mm. so an intimate portrayal of someone who lived in the yeah. community and everything was Chicago, right? Where they were taking the well, you probably saw what was between Chicago 19 sorry, Chicago 1968 and Detroit 1967. Okay, all right, yeah, well, well, I so just so how did this project come about? Like, okay. what was the creative process around it? I want to know how it was created. All right. I'm sorry, I'm back. Um, <laughs> um, so they're spinning home movies. It's a project that they're doing um, with the Arts of Public Life and the Center for Race Studies here in Chicago at the University of Chicago. So um, the Southside Home Film movie project is a place where people are donating um black black folk are donating home movies and they have an archive and it's, so it's it's full of you know church picnics fashion shows <laughs> prom send-offs dance routines yeah. <laughs> like, black 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 folks and black shit and the reason why I believe this is so um important is because um Black folks are always looking to me for me you know, in holograms to, mm. to, to validate us. But mm. I'm like, no, we around each other all the time. We yeah. know we not monsters. We know, I mean, we know the good and the bad and all that's in between of us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So these, and and I was explaining last night in this um talk was like, no, like history's not knowing whether or not I know who Harriet Tubman. Frederick Douglass is my history is about me learning who my nose belongs to. Why I get where I get these cheekbones from. That's that's black history. And those movies are about those things, are about not only only, um, our history, but the documentation that we exist. And this is how we exist. Yeah. Right. Not in what you put in a history book or not what you can put in, in periodicals and things, but this is how 
we we exist. And those particular, um, so what happened was they asked me to curate a a show or an episode of it. And then normally mm-hmm. what happens, they usually ask DJs or local DJs to, you know, curate a playlist. And then they match the visuals with the with the music and they air it like, you know, for yeah. an episode. Um, this season, they decided to extend that invitation to other artists. And I got mm-hmm. the invite, you know, oh. to open up the second season. And I was like, well, instead of dealing with all the licensings and things of that nature, why don't I just make original music? <laughs> and then I'll give myself permission. <laughs> <laughs> and there lies the power. Yes. <laughs> so your episode, your episode 11, so other episodes, because I didn't notice there were other episodes. I thought this was, at first I thought this was just your project, but it's no, something no, no, no. project you were invited on to, to participate no, no, no. in. So the other episodes are... The, they're not so much Chicago art, or they're something licensed. You're the only one who came with original music. Where they have, I'm the only one. That, I'm the only the fr- the first one to come with all original music. Oh. Um, Jamila Woods has done it. I'm pretty sure she had. She did have, I believe, Heaven or one of those joints from uh, her joint. Um, Ray Chardonnay, Yana Contreras. A lot of folks in Chicago's already they've done it. Uh, but I was the one that said, "Yay, let me do original music." So, and Seven days. Ooh. I was in the studio like crazy with musicians trying to get this, trying to get this joint. It was, it was, it was crazy. It Listen, was Mr. crazy. God made I was because originally when I sent all of when I sent the itinerary, it was supposed to get done in three. And Jesus said, uh-uh, four more, nigga, four more. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure, I, I can imagine more. that studio session was so beautiful because, and I'm glad that you used your original music because there's some, there's a, there's a binding mm-hmm. of your lyrics and the music with what I'm watching. Right, 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 right. You know? Right. So did you write the music beforehand or were you were you just looking at this footage and writing to it? And I was looking at the film and I was writing to. So what happened? I wrote a play. I wrote a play called Bane the Lubus. And in the play, the family is listening to the radio. So what happened was <laughs> when I got the call or the email to do this, I'm like, well, shit. I had to go in the studio and deal with this joint anyway. Um, so I asked him, I said, do you have footage of the riots from 68 or, you know, mm-hmm. and they were like, in fact, we did. And it sent me, <laughs> it sent me the links to Sylvester Matthews and the Gene, mm-hmm. and, 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 and the Gene Patton um, archives. And I was like, wow. And it was crazy because I've been, doing, re- I've been doing, I've, I've been doing, see, let's, so th- let's talk about even the point I was making before. I've been researching the riots in Chicago and the West Side for years. I've been I've been writing this play for years. Mm-hmm. And the biggest holdup on it was because I wanted to be authentic. I wanted the characters to say names to stores that were actually around and existed, addresses, stuff that you gotta like know. The crazy part about this thing is though, in 1968, when East Garfield when experiences violence, it's it's vacant lots that there that are still burnt down from that day 
1968. We talk so yeah. So a lot of the information from them stores and things of that nature is just like gone, right? Yeah. So I was looking at the movie and I was like, oh snap! Now I'm looking at the shoe store that you know the record store, yeah. names of record stores and shoe stores and and gas stations and things of that nature. And I was like. Look at God. So let me yes. go into the studio. Let me go into the studio and cut and up. Make, and let yeah, me I'm make music. Beautiful. And let me and let me make some real black folk shit. And I'm watching, like I said, what I'm watching is people navigating and still living. Like, okay, this this they are putting out fires while little boys are playing basketball. Yeah, you know that. This is one thing where this little boy play a basketball in front of the cops, right? And right, my twenty twenty right. mind is like, y'all better do that shit, it. and they were just like, we just dribbling the ball, and it's like it was, but still, it was a, a sense right. of taking a, a sense of domain, a sense of these streets are still ours. Right. We can still feel mm-hmm. comfortable in the streets, even maybe, and I'm just guessing, mm-hmm. even the empowerment of even though we just we essentially burnt down our, our our neighborhood, but that release, mm-hmm. yeah. Gives right. me the power to, to dribble my shit. These are little boys, like maybe 10 years old or whatever. But we have to also understand that black folks are policed all the time. So that's nothing new. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's nothing new. That's that's why they can dribble the ball in front of the police officers because they are policed all the time. And I'm not doing anything wrong. Oh. So now I don't have to manicure my movement. Ooh. Right? To prove to somebody I ain't doing anything wrong. And they not even here for me right now because I'm playing basketball. They, tr- <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. Me playing basketball is not even on they on their bird. Right. I wish it was a distraction though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bounce this ball so some real niggas can handle some shit over here. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I like to think it was a distraction. I like to think it was a distraction for some real shit that was popping off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beyond the peripheral, but look, I'm gonna bounce this ball in front of you so that my uncle yeah. can get a couch. Um, there's another connection. I'm glad that we're talking about you know the young black boys in Chicago because mm-hmm. um, I was listening to the recap of Lovecraft Country and they were saying that mm-hmm. this, um recent episode the um the one that featured Emmett that it kind of like mm-hmm. um revived the conversation around the life and death of Emmett Till and I think mainly because of your work I didn't know that the that Chicago had ever stopped being mad about Emmett right? <laughs> I, I thought it was always a conversation that we were I'm getting tired of people I'm getting tired of people being lost in the sauce and then <laughs> they, when they, yeah. when they figured out oh it's the new shit no, and so Emmett, tell Emmett's me casket why you showed in, that. Emmett's casket is in the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. So the story has always been around. It's 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 um we like to people like to forget a lot of things. Yeah, right. But you 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 know me. I've been talking. About Emmett, I've been talking <laughs> Emmett for I've been talking Emmett for a long time. Yeah. Like, um. So. It ain't he ain't been lost with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ain't been lost with other folks, but I, I also don't necessarily even think that's 
I don't necessarily even think that's a, the the point, you know, mm. with even with the home movies. We gotta stop looking at these holograms to remind us of who we are. We walk, well, I ain't gonna say we. I'm not gonna be like um Gwendolyn Brooks. <laughs> we real cool. <laughs> I, we real cool. I walk and talk with black folk every day. So I can't be shown nothing to make me think of something different about people who I who I'm attached to, who I grew up around. And like I yeah. said, I know, I know us because I've been around us all my life. And I know we're multi I know we are um we are interdisciplinary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. We gotta be. We are polyglots. We gotta learn languages yeah. and speak and navigate in spaces that are lily white to the to the to the to the to the alley dog black. You hear me? <laughs> we gotta figure things out. A lot of us do. A lot of us are gonna act like we don't want to. And that's fine. Do your thing. God loves you too. <laughs> but to me in my house, me in my house, oh, I already know the magicians that we are. It ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't no TV. Always say, yo, God loves you too, but he don't got to give you shit but that attitude. But that attitude. But that attitude. But that attitude. Love you alone. Look, look, look. And so, you know, all of that is, I think, you know, the thing is that I remember I was telling a story again last night. When I went to the Smithsonian, to the African American Museum, the lady was trying to get me to go down to the basement. Mm. Because you know, you go the three floors down, then you go up the experience. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm from Chicago, I've been black all my life. I already know what happened in the basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to go see two things. I wanted to go see the casket and I wanted to go see the mothership. And like mm-hmm. and I, the point that I was making last night is you know, we uh, some of us are already set and know where we gotta go and know what we gotta do. And then there's somebody insisting. Let me go deal with this shit in the basement. And I'm like, no. Mm. I don't want to deal with this shit in the basement. I want to go to this <laughs> casket, and I want to go to this mothership. And when I went to the casket, I was like, wow. This is small. And I mm. let that story... Mm. I let that story of Emmett Till make that joint seem so big. Yeah. And when I got there to saw this small casket, went, right, Avery, the boy was only 13. Yeah, mm-hmm. 14. This is a small casket, and then when I went, and that was like that. I was with Ty, Ty, yeah. Tim. I was that, oh thing with, that thing with Emma Till, uh, that, that episode of Lovecraft Country. One thing that I'm glad they kind of put in or directed in, um, because when you're looking at something you can't smell, but they made us know that it was a hot day, yeah. and yeah, you smelled him. So, his, yeah, exactly, his death permeated throughout the neighborhood. Yeah. 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 That's what we're talking. We're talking August. We're talking Mississippi. We're talking about hot, 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 hot day. day. And, you know, like I said, I've done extensive extensive work. Like, I read the court uh, transcripts five times in my my life. And Mm. um, it's definitely... um, when you read the transcripts, you can't be thinking that they're talking about a 14-year-old boy. Wow. Right? Um, I mean, the, the thing, I mean, and again, it turned, 
the, you know, we the story, this is what we're talking about. When we talk about stories, when we talk about holograms, the story is he whistled. But in, yeah. in the in the court, that wasn't her testimony. Her testimony was he grabbed her. And, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and Chicago or not, ain't a little black boy gonna grab no white woman like that. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? They don't, they don't even believe their own training of us. Right. <laughs> that part. Well, okay. the that uh, part. the birth of a nation told them otherwise. But they sad. know the <laughs> birth of the nation didn't tell them shit. They know better. It's it's a, it's, it's a Anybody, any to me, any white person that says they did anything because they fear something is not living in their privilege. So it's a so damn lie. I always say that white fear is to be feared. <laughs> it's the only fear that is to be feared. To yeah. be feared. I want you to to tell me about your work that you're doing with young artists. Oh, okay, yeah, that that part. <laughs> I am uh, I am, I am mentoring at the Stony Athens Arts Bank with um, four fellows who have come into the Arts Bank to look at archives and make ekphrastic work based upon their findings in the archives. Four brilliant, talented young folks. Um, we got Nyan, who I call Uncle Ruckus. We got. Olamide, who I call um, Boss Period Pooh, Nadia, <laughs> who I call Coco Pop, and Asha, who I call Asha the Other Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boo right there. All of them. All of my boo. But they're making, they, they, um, they're all um, creating ecstatic work um, and, and, and poetry. Um, Asha's created wonderful collages. Now is doing his poetry. Olamide is making a gown mm-hmm. um, based on the Frankie Knuckles collection that's in the um, that's in the bank. And mm-hmm. I, and um, what is Nadia doing? Nadia has um, she's making she's repurposing those postcards, a lot of the derogatory postcards, mm-hmm. and, and using it in this and using it in this this really 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 poignant story about. This young lady's time in a behavioral system and making mm. a connection of those images to our mental health. Mm. <laughs> I, think, I think overall, this idea of you know really connecting with who we were, who we mm-hmm. are, and who we mm-hmm. can be, mm-hmm. and 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 whether we're using that with collage or interdisciplinary work, you know, mm-hmm. cre- the idea of creating art, not just in the now. But understanding right. where right. the words that's coming out my mouth, where they coming from, and they like, they ain't all coming from within me. Sometimes they just rolling through you because they because the ancestors are like, "Hey, right. we need you to present this to the now." For your yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like we need to go on into the post show so that we can meet some of these artists. Yeah, it's going to the post show. Going to the post show. We going to the post show, y'all. Going to the post show. Well, I'm going to the post. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So we are here for the post show. Well, well, who we got? One of our favorite engineers, young people in the world. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so listen, y'all, we gonna have a packed, packed, packed uh, show um, for you. 
um, because we got two more uh, beautiful people uh, who are working um, with uh, Avery R. Young. They're going to come in. They're going to bless the mic. And you can kind of see what they're doing in Chicago. Okay, so um, let me introduce one of them, Asha Futterman. Asha is a poet and actor from Chicago. She is currently a library fellow at Rebuild Foundation and an investigative researcher at the Invisible Institute. Mm-hmm. And we also have La Meo. Lami <laughs> 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 Lami is a 24-year-old Nigerian-American Valley girl. I love it. I love it. Exploring house music's relationship to Black liberation theology and Black LGBT plus placemaking through music, sensuality, and joy. All right. Yeah, welcome, welcome. There she is. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> all right, so we are so excited to hear what y'all want to say, what y'all gonna spit, all of that. So ain't no beat. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the silence and fill it up. Go on. Yeah. So start with you, baby. You gonna start with me? All right. So, so. I'm gonna give y'all something. You're the big duck. Your duck is gonna follow. Um, <laughs> editor, the Parnisha Jones want me to read from the book. All right, that's all right. Here you go, Parnisha. <laughs> read from the book next on verses. All right. Um, this is um no code switching ain't for the righteous. No matter how easy it makes life between white institutions and the bottoms. And me, that's the black. title. Yes, title. <laughs> and be some black. Long ass title. Okay. <laughs> Girl, they get longer too, my mom. I know. I know. I know. Here we go. And we be black because Mama and Abba did it black. Talking at chitlins with the instant hog long sauce. Black. Singing the symphonies, berry blush, glowdeen, all cherry in the cheeks with black. Cut the lid over that cornmeal crumb floating on top of that can of fish grease on top of the stove black. New Ruby D was really missing her some of that Ozzy black. Straight stunting on the whole stable with sable corn rolls under a raspberry beret black. Her name mm. I was born with was Eunice, but only people who look like her get to call her Peaches black. And peace be an everyday occurrence cause her keep her pistol in her pocketbook, black. Praying, fuck a teddy bear. I want my baby back, black. Never learned to swim. Been too busy running from trees, sheets, and holes in the ground, black. Baptized, mm. sweat, whoop, and holler at the Friday night choir musical in the middle of the Tamarine ministry, black. Don't build me a house out of church fans, black. Real talk. Sweet potato pies built an institution of higher education, so there'd be nothing we can't do, Black. Entertaining myself by throwing a Stevie Wonder record and watching a rip party lose his natural righteous mind, Black. In the upper room, mounds insistently juicing, Black. And on top of an Afrolation mountain, I will be speaking through Finney and them, Black. But seriously, put sugar in my grits and watch the furniture in this room move all about in a really, really rash ass way, Black. Watermelon, (laughs) a fruit for all seasons, Black. And I swear on all this chocolate in the city, Harriet didn't run to freedom. Harriet ran because she was free already, Black. 
And the most important yeah. of this day, pay me on time, and I just make sure up that way. Black. Ooh. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's hard. Yes, that's that's me. Um, and do I introduce Asha and 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 God, I'll bring them in and bring it on in? Here is Lamio. So stepping out for a square, a small crowd flings the sound out in all directions. They all say the house swells to overflowing, encircling, flexing, falling out of each one. Guiding me by my hot bush and by my right hand, entangling itself in the still wet product of my curls. The wounds of empty, or sorry, the sound pulls me in. The crowd pulses around me, healing the puncture wounds of empty space that trail behind as I weave. The beat bubbles back up, assuming new forms. A fine dew on the shoulders or above a fleshy lip at first, then spilling out salty onto the balconies of our collarbones, left and right, a day's water streams from the temples, a nine-to-five armpit, a polyester-clad crotch, an arm encircles my waist and another appears by my knee, flanked by torsos and tendons, wrist dive from above, 28 knuckles draw me up out of four-floor, and shake me in a hot palm. No more snake eyes after what I found. So that's just sort of like an excerpt. <laughs> wow. That is really Yeah, the visual. What it's like to be there. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first time going. How did you know? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Wait, we got one more baby. Most of the Asha. Hi, thank you so much for having me on this show. I was thinking about, um, in the project I was doing for Rebuild, thinking about Black nostalgia. And I ended up um, focusing on three kind of historical figures. Um, One that I was, because you did the Constitution Project, I was thinking about reading these poems about Sally Hemings and Thomas Jefferson. This is, okay, Sally. Body odor, less need for sleep, lustful urges, and transient grief were among the differences Thomas Jefferson ascribed to black people in notes, which is a document he wrote. This makes me think that Thomas sat alone in a room and wondered, how can my slaves endure so much pain? Transient grief holds me, Thomas Jefferson says, then calls me his sleepy, sleepy girl, his sweet music and grass. I saw your grief on the road. Tommy's saliva lines my ear. It was small and soft as an egg. Tom cracks it over me. See all this? Do I look up or down for the mess? And you are only a girl underneath it. Body odor. Thomas Jefferson forgets to smell the grass in the morning. Any of the 330 vegetables in his garden. His afternoon tea. The marble busts in the parlor his daughter's newly curled hair, the ink that spills from his pen as he writes down the weather. Less need for sleep. Thomas Jefferson looks through his window and sees brown, wandering to brown, wandering to brown, wandering to... What's so great about the morning, Sally? 
Thomas Jefferson asked the air that falls from his mouth. Oh. Wow. What both of them are reading is so um so serious and heavy and stuff, but I can't keep from smiling because I'm really a proud papa up in this joint. You should absolutely you channeling Sally's voice, uh, you know, know, honoring your own imagination and going back in time. Like, what does she see? What does she think? What does she feel? And putting that into words, as I call the Ashkenazi chocolate. She ain't playing with motherfuckers in this in this suite. She did. There's, there's a couple of other. She ain't. She ain't. And I, I and like I said, they. I mean, they can attest to it. If anybody knows me, I'm not the easiest motherfucker to be your mentor. Because <laughs> I, 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 I told I told him. I told him from the jump. I said I'm 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 sandpaper. I'm harsh as fuck, but you smooth when I'm done. You, you, you smooth. You, you smooth when I'm done. And 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 it's really been such a um joy just with all four of them to see to see how they went into these archives and activated them in such a way that we a lot of um so a lot of in one particular archive they were they were saved um to keep the or to take them out of the out of the lexicon and out of the stream they didn't want anybody be able to buy postcards with this derogatory depiction of, of black folks on it and so mm-hmm. For them to go into this this archive and and flip all of that and turn it all over on his on his on his head is really amazing. Um, like I said, Boss Period Pooh Lame O is working with with working with house music and, and every time I talk with her, it's a sermon about Moses and the children of Israel. Mm. <laughs> and, and, you know, what and, I find inspiring, if I can say, is that um, just as as a teaching artist myself, like this. I feel should be adopted and as as an alternative way to process history. Yeah, you know, um, our mm-hmm. our recent history, say with house music or our our mm-hmm. further back our history. It's like you know um, these footnotes. We you know we go to school and we we everything's a footnote and everything's mm-hmm. a bullet point. You know, yeah. but to to, mm-hmm. to find an intimate relationship with history mm-hmm. or the, via the archives the way you you have is just mm-hmm. yeah. let's bring it on. Nope. Let's bring it on. Yeah. Right. And that, was my, and that was my basic instruction with all of them. I like, like, let's not, let's not write encyclopedia entries, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get, let's get, let's get, get it. I, right. And I just like to also, I have to take this moment to thank the 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 division of the ass gates who wanted this mm-hmm. to happen, and so um, giving the space over at the at, at with rebuild and, and Julie and everybody has been so helpful with this process with them. So this is oh, I, I'm I'm excited. They coming out. You with, should be. They they we have a catalog coming out with them. They have a performance that I think is supposed to happen King Day. I, I'm probably talking prematurely, but um, <laughs> but yeah, they they got a lot of stuff. And, I, and this robe, this garment, this assemblage that Boss <laughs> is making in the honor of Frankie Knuckles, y'all, y'all uh, I can't wait to the world. You got to stay, stay connected with us, uh, uh, Lami. Uh, so I, I want to see what you're doing with the, the Frankie Knuckles case. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you and well, so much for joining us. We yes. just, we loved it. Every, every word, every sound. It's just yes. magic. Thank mm-hmm. you.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye to our, our young guests and we're gonna move into the last letter of the episode. It's a doozy y'all. Yes. All right. Here's your letter. Now that we've seen how fantastic the young people can be, we're gonna see how uh oh, weird <laughs> how the flip side the situations can mm-hmm. go as well. Look, Kiara's already ready. I can't wait. I, I'm, ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. This I'm ready for this last. Let's go. Let's go. Right, here we go. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Dear aunties and uncle. I put you in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dear aunties and uncle. All right. Please call me little sis. Okay, aunties, I don't know if y'all saw that episode of Queen of Soul where the brat was embarrassed by her big sister, Lisa Ray, when the brat happy birthday surprised her on the show after mm-hmm. not talking for a while. I think she did it to make amends, but instead her sister, Lisa Ray, cursed her out. Did she curse her out? All right. I am in a similar situation. I'm 25. She cursed, but she cursed her out. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, exactly, but Okay, I'm in a similar situation. I'm 25, um, from do or die, BK, all right, and just now making a life for myself. I started by boldly coming out, <laughs> okay, boldly coming out, but posting a short video, um, with me happy with my girlfriend a year ago. That's just how the brat came out. Minus the badly. <laughs> <laughs> I fell in love for the first time in my life. And for that, I had no apologies. I'm in heaven. I'm even starting to create my own queer fam, quote unquote. Mm. <laughs> but my issue is my real one or the only real fan that matters. My slightly older sister by five years, um, let's call her big sis. She hasn't talked to me in six months since I came out, which is breaking my heart because Mm -hmm. she had been the most supportive when I was in the closet. And we, and we took care of each other. She puts, and we, she took care of each other, me. Mm -hmm. So she took care of me. Right, right. (laughs) In a less than ideal situation at home. So what the fuck? I'm expected, I expected it from my mother in the churchified side of the family, but not my only in big sister. Um, I don't even really know how she doing with everything going on. I find out I find out through looking at her Insta. I can't pick up the phone either and 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 not sure why. Hmm. Maybe I'm just mad she ain't have my back when I needed it. Hmm. But after watching what the brat went through, I'm thinking that maybe it's just a big sister thing. Sometimes big sisters don't want to let go and see you as grown. Mm. <laughs> I pay my own rent and bills. So what? What? Yeah. Once <laughs> you start doing your own thing and they lose control, they go off on you. Another thing my girlfriend pointed out is that my sister is straight and is single. And on her eyes, she, she, put, she puts up men ain't shit means. <laughs> all the time so could it be jealousy I hope not Mm. I'm halfway terrified to call her after all this time I was um, feeling that that look on the brat's face I'm grown enough to not have to feel like a little kid in front of my sister my sister like Lisa Ray don't hold her tongue and I don't want to have to show her just how grown I've become (laughs) <laughs> I know she's stalking me 
online. <laughs> so she knows I'm happy and in love. So why the silent treatment? And for what? Being happy or being happy without her? God damn, girl, what's going on? I know, yeah. I know y'all can't entirely fix my family's mess, but any insight on how I can flip the little big sis dynamic so we can talk? How do I stand as my own confident, independent, queer woman self and not be burdened by my sister's unhappiness, damn girl, and still have her in my life? Love your show, Little Sisters Rise Up. Mm. <laughs> y'all hear this? Yeah. I'm ready to cuss her out. I know, I know, I know we all are. I know we all are. But let, let's be gentle. Let's be gentle. Okay. Let's be gentle. Okay. She's a little sister. Now, just she to go. Okay. 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 Before we get in this, if any of you have not seen uh, what she's referring to, go on YouTube, quick and simple. She basically broke it down. Mm-hmm. Um, the brat and her older sister Lisa Ray. Um, there was a little surprise. The brat wanted to surprise her on the show, saying happy birthday. But that is because, but but they haven't spoken since mm-hmm. the brat came out, and so Lisa Ray has some issue with that, and and something ensued. Now this young person, how she watched it and perceived it, she connected with the brat. Because if you saw the brat in this video, the brat totally went to little sister mode, like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm being, I'm small, I'm small. Now, little sis, what we about to do is show you how you're wrong. Okay? And we just going to put it like that. Ain't nowhere in here. The only thing in this letter that is right, little sis, is that you should not be apologetic for your happiness. That's the mm. only thing. And can we say this? I think a lot of people are interpreting that what the brat went into was little sis. And I, I don't think that's what happened. Because if you. You, if you also listen yeah. to the conversation that her had with Brandy, she went into that I, she's a people pleaser. That's why she said yes to the surprise when she knew she shouldn't have been it. <laughs> this is why she didn't. This is, this is why she didn't argue back with her because she's a people pleaser. She said that. It was so it's people pleasing, not necessarily little little sister, big sister joint. That's a that's a um the big sister thing, yes, is Lisa Ray joint because she's big sis. And that's how she normally talks to her. And we're from Chicago, and I'm trying to tell yeah. you the attitude. The attitude is where you show out. It's where I is where you get cut so, out. So if you, <laughs> if you want to do this in the third aisle of Target, it will happen in the third aisle of Target. Mm-hmm. That's where you chose mm-hmm. to bring it. So this yeah, is right. what happened. So I, again, I don't necessarily be fair to about like little sister and big sister joint. It, I don't necessarily think it was all little sis. I think a lot of that what Brat was what Brat was falling into was a, is the people pleasing. Thing that she said that would that would kept her in the closet for so long because she wasn't trying to make nobody mad. And this is what happens when you try to make everybody not mad at you. Everybody get mad at you because people's feelings are their business. They ain't got nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah. I'm mad, then that's on me. You hope mm-hmm. that I be supportive. You hope that everything, but that's not how. That's not. That's not how this. This how this works. Who knows? What's also under all of that, what Lisa and the brat was talking about. But listening to this 
listening to this thing or listening to the letter and listening to people's responses, I think it's it's premature and ignorant of people to pres to presume people are mad and unhappy when they cuss you out. No, no, she not, she wasn't mad. Mean, she was hurt. And and here's the thing. Um, and the first thing I'm sure you all peeped this too when you watched it. Lisa Ray say jack shit until like 15 minutes in. Mm -hmm. She took 15 right. minutes. I'm exaggerating just a tad. 15 minutes to get herself together. She hit right, her yes. face. She had to get herself together because she probably was crying. Right. Mm -hmm. She said she didn't want to hold up the like, okay, right. I got something to say about this, but I want it to be heard. And right? So she got herself together. Producers got dead in here, so they don't ever talk. That's yeah, but listen, but listen, because she's reacting in the way that they did, I did not, one thing I didn't appreciate, it actually went on there and I, I, I told him how I felt. I said, y'all need to apologize to her privately, the host, the other host, because while mm -hmm. she was getting herself together, they stayed narrating what she's feeling and she ain't said right. shit yet. And mm -hmm. now they were narrating, say, oh, you crying because, you know, y'all ain't seen each other. No, that wasn't it. That wasn't why I was crying. Oh, see, these ain't saying shit. These are, she be me. She be me. It's like, why y'all calling out? Why y'all playing the, the whole angry woman trope? The bitch ain't say shit yet. Let us say what she's what she's feeling before y'all exactly. label it. And y'all mm -hmm. all on the brass side, blah, 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 blah. Why you ain't saying nothing? Why you ain't saying nothing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What did she say something? Yeah. yeah. Cause what she did, what she so, did, she got it. Yeah. She got all, right, right, right. She got all that shot I out. think I think <laughs> the the part that's missing. Um well and I'm going back to the letter, right? Yeah. Lilith's letter. Um how do I stand as my own confident, independent, queer woman self and not be burdened by my sister's unhappiness? One, you're assuming mm -hmm. that her not wanting to fuck with you right now is her unhappiness. Right. Right? <laughs> it's connected any kind of way with her relationships, with your relationship, whatever. Mm -hmm. If this is your big sister and she has been the one, not the we, she has been the one taking care of you, not the us, like, mm -hmm. right? like you yeah. said, then why would you leave her out exactly. of the conversation? Why would you leave her out of your life? Mm -hmm. So now you've gotten this new partner and this part, new partner gets to know everything because the new partner know exactly what the sister's doing because she got an opinion on it. You know who don't have an opinion? Your sister because she don't know hard. nobody. <laughs> Assuming. <laughs> she don't know and what's sister, going on. And, and, and she got to find out about it with everybody else. Right. right. And, and she the one that had your back. Right. And she the one that had your back right. before you finally found the person right. to come out. And the mm -hmm. one motherfucker that had your back, that's not who you tell before you post something on Instagram. Right. And so I will say right. this, you know, because that was that was my wake-up call. Like when I did my whole coming out thing, I I was so engrossed mm -hmm. in this breakup, I didn't give my mother a chance to emotionally react. I was just like, I'm gay. Oh my God, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And <laughs> so when she had time to react and, and to process mm. herself, her issue was not that I was gay at all. Her mm -hmm. issue was mm. that I looked on her face for a year and lied to her. Right. The whole that's mm. whole time. That ain't got nothing to do with that right. got nothing to do with queer politics or nothing. That is straight family. That's straight human mm -hmm. shit. And a I lot of times, said, oh, I got a girlfriend. Oh, I'm thinking yeah. about having a girlfriend. Right. Oh, mama, like right. I'm right. feeling these feelings. I left right. her completely okay. in the dark. 
what she basically is is, is saying, uh, little sis, <laughs> you did a classic sloppy ass coming out. Yeah, now, coming out yeah. in general is sloppy. Even when you think you're doing the clean, that shit yeah. can be sloppy. And what in the sloppy part is you um, ignore, avoid people because there's a different kind of scare that's going on there because you're not fully out yourself out. You're just coming out. Everyone has this idea that coming out is like, oh, it's a vibrate. I'm out. Mm -hmm. No, it's messy. It's sloppy. Mm -hmm. You run over people. You ignore people. And you hurt people along the way because you've been hurt because you've held this stuff in. And now you release it so violently. It feels violent when you do right. something like this to your biggest sister and don't include her in. So you violently right. happy, and she's like, "What the fuck?" Right, yeah. little nigga. What did I say? She right. do you call me? Right, and mm. now you want everybody to catch up to your truth mm, that you just figured out that you just So this is what I would say now. Now that I can call her little sis, look, mm-hmm. I learned this a long time ago. <laughs> Family and relatives are often two different motherfuckers. And mm. this is what you're going to learn for the rest of your life. You ain't got no control of re- relatives. That's DNA. That's two people that got together and fucked and made somebody <laughs> that's your cousin, your brother, or your sister. That's 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 yeah. how relatives work. Family is a matter of the heart. And sometimes yeah. your relatives ain't your family. Yeah. You want somebody. You want to look at somebody and know that's a relative and a family all in the same person. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you we get we get these things. So this is what I want to say, and I'm gonna be honest too. We do have family members that treat us different when we're out. That know that know we gay yeah. and cool with us being gay, long as we ain't telling no goddamn body because they, <laughs> they, they got a lot of goddamn conversations they gotta have. Somebody's mama called and said, "Did you know Kiki was gay?" Mm-hmm. Tell me, my baby gay, right? Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You been me you do this all the time, and when that happened, y'all been lying to me. So that's now she got a whole bunch of big sis got a whole bunch of work that she got to do on behalf of you that she is either doing or she's checked out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the check out is because of how you threw it through you. And, and the check out is because you didn't do that business. You didn't check in. Now what? Mm-hmm. You didn't check in. Now look, yep. and now I will say this too because I believe this when it comes to the partners and all, they got to shut the fuck up. They can't, be, they can't be comfortable and start talking about brothers and sisters. Mm. They mean, ain't never met yet. They ain't never met because what happens yep. is in that meeting is, is hostile. And now mm-hmm. you dealing with, as long as you with that person, it's gonna be hostile. It, it, you gotta go some goddamn way, right? On cute cars and bullshit, the process <laughs> shit, and everybody be happy. And that's because had found, I keep telling people, foundation is everything. Mm. Foundation, everything. Mm. And all I can say is from reading the letter, from what I'm understanding from that letter, is you make the call, so you know one for sure she's not talking to you, because then she'll say. I ain't fucking with you. <laughs> and then you accept and you accept that this is the journey of your life when you're without the big sis because the ancestors and the gods and Orishas and all, they've already placed you in a space where you need to be for this next phase in your life. And that, and that, you, have, and that you have to be you have to be cool with it. You know what I'm saying? Carl Lay. Car play. This is what you mm-hmm. this is what 
shit. And we can't change what you do. We can tell you that we think it's foul because we think it's sloppy. But you cannot mm. then drag her for filth because she's not acting the way you think she's supposed to act. Because you done switched mm. the dynamic when you came out. Mm-hmm. You in the manner in which you came out. In the manner in which you came out. So you don't switch, you don't flip the script on her. So what she's you what she's used to navigating and walking in, it's 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 changed. You pull the rug from under her and she's trying yeah. to She's trying to gather her bearings with you. I'm sorry. You're getting lost in this whole little sis, big sis thing. But the only thing you may need to understand, and you literally probably can't understand it because she was here before you were. And if you're saying she was like five years older than you, that means she was. She remembers you coming into the earth. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't know what the dynamics was in the family. The point is that that five-year-old seeing this other little motherfucker come in and taking on this role as big sis, you gotta, you got to respect that. She's trying to, you almost have to respect, you kind of minimalize her like, oh, she's slightly older. No, that's old enough. That's old enough. enough. Because those those years that you're growing up, when you're five and she's 10, she can kick ass for you. When you're 10 and she's 15, she can kick ass for you. Yeah, for you. Okay? And and more importantly, when she's 10 and you're five, she's giving up being out with her people to stay home and babysit for you. She's old (laughs) enough to, like, have to be responsible for you. And so all that time leading up until now, when this other woman comes into the stage, you've moved her out. You've removed her from the Mm -hmm. conversation. And you and this woman get to sit up and talk about your sister. What you cannot do is if this relationship... I'm going to say if, and we're not going to say when, because you know how we act on here. But <laughs> if this relationship ends, don't you go back to that sister talking about, oh, mm-hmm. I, I just want to now like, talk to you about it and clear the oh. air. Because now you don't have yep. this other woman up in there sitting in her space mm-hmm. of, of the woman who's caring for you. Right? And, 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 and also with your partner, you're not even doing your partner service. One, yes, you should have checked her, but that's really for all good. Because when you do finally make amends, if you do believe you will make amends with your sister when you grow up mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. when you make amends with your sister and she's in your life now, guess who else is in your life? Now, she already going to talk shit about your sister. Mm-hmm. Right. And how does that deny that, 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 that the, the dynamic between them? How does that start to work? Right, right. And we as people have to stop validating our experiences on whether or not we have somebody. Right? I'm, I'm upset because mm-hmm. I ain't fucking nobody. No, mm-hmm. I'm upset because you stepped on my motherfucking toe. It ain't because I'm, I'm single or whatever. Like that, that's, that's, that is a very dangerous thing to place our happiness or someone else happiness on oh they're single and you're making assumptions. Jamila say, um, I'm not lonely. I'm alone. And I'm good. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm good with that one. And that may be where mm-hmm. you're saying I don't I don't know. But we 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 definitely have to stop this thing about like you can't do this happier. Yes. <laughs> Sex releases a lot of things and they keep you in a situation that I'm here to tell you, an unhappy motherfucker is an unhappy motherfucker with or without. They bring all that toxicity into that relationship and a lot of this can be moved. So we gotta be, we gotta be like our whole self. That's a lot for you to say right on the strength of a relationship. You don't want them to need that sister in the way when relationships end that you may want to be able to say to your partner, hey, baby, there's some things that we can't 
we can't do. No matter how much they're they clowning over there, you got to respect. There's a law, there's a line you can't cross. You got mm-hmm. you, you got to respect it because you can't you, you just can't do that. But like, that takes some, some self-analysis and an apology to your see, partner as well. I apologize right. that I set this up this way. That I started mm-hmm. our, our relationship as a, a family unit in a way that allowed mm-hmm. you to think that this was that this was acceptable. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in right. my right place. I was so prepared mm-hmm. for the rejection that I clung to you and I allowed you to be um, my adversary in a situation that right. is my imagination. I got to say before I forget it, this is another issue about coming out in a sloppy way um, and how it's really unfair to this partnership you're in. I'm sorry, I'm doing the quotes, but bitch, you ain't gonna last. Sorry. You know why? <laughs> <laughs> we say these things because of our experience, right? Yeah, yeah. This is what auntie and uncleship teaches us. Love is a wonderful thing when you're in it. You and that partner may not be together for the for the stretch, and I'm not putting no salt on your joint. I'm not doing this. I'm just saying, foundation is everything, and we're speaking from experience, and we know this is not. This is. I just wanted to iterate that that we we all been 24, 25, and knew this. Come on now, baby. Come on now. I've been 35 and thought it was the one. You are clinging on to this partnership. By me, by means of avoiding the relationship with your sister. So then, how is your partnership then defined? Mm-hmm. So again, this is about coming out fully. It's not until you get some clarity around relationship yep. with your sister, and not all this guessing and assuming and bullshit. Okay, yes. because your partnership will always be defined based on where you are with yourself. I mm-hmm. don't care. You know, even if you get to speak into your sister, but you still don't continue to do the work with yourself, your relationships are just a reflection of where the fuck you at. And where you at right now is you half out the closet, homie. Mm-hmm. You have just mm-hmm. one in the family that really matters, then you need to lock that down and get right with her. You pick up the phone as soon as you hear this right. episode. Mm-hmm. You write a letter to her, you pick up the phone, and you, and you just walk Even you can even just ask her, say, sis, I'm sorry I have, I'm going to tell you the words to say, sis. I'm sorry, I haven't called. Okay, I want to check on you. I want to hear your voice. All right, I'm doing okay. I know that we didn't have a talk about why I'm doing okay. You got to come with so much love. Because yeah. trust me, the pain you think you're feeling, she's feeling the worst. Remember, she was the first one mm-hmm. in. She's your first breath, homie. Okay, so she's feeling the pain of you doing your own thing without her, and you ain't called to yeah. make it right. I think. I think the other thing we have to also understand too is that. Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and, and TikTok and, and all these things that we doing are not Thanksgiving dinner. I'm not, oh. not, not mama's birthdays when you got to go and really actually deal with what yeah. you're doing. You got to go somewhere and have dinner with somebody that's got to mm-hmm. prepare food for you and welcome you in their house and on their table. And when there's all this dissension, that's where it's all going to play out yeah. at that dinner table. And then the family dinner is a fucked up memory for life (laughs) (laughs) because you want to handle this personal, interpersonal thing, right? 
out in front of the whole World Wide Web and not handle it within your personal community first. That's all. This is all what this is about. This is all even what Lisa Ray is talking about. Even after is 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 a big is a big brother. I say to say, open up the conversation with your sister because if she if her mouth was reckless like mine, like like I'm admitting mine can be at times. If she's talking to you, she's still fucking with you. She pick up, hear your voice. She's still on the phone. She opens the conversation. Yeah. She ain't that mad. Yo, Kiara, before we get off, I want to, because Kiara's yeah. our, our 25 year old resident. No. Um, y'all have already said everything that I was going to say and anything that I didn't know you informed me on. Um, but. <laughs> Because I was sitting here taking down the gyms. But what I will say is that life is too, it's too, 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 too short. That's what we've learned during this time, during this quarantine. If something was to happen to you or to happen to your sister tomorrow and you didn't bridge that. Yeah. You will never be That's happy. Gonna be you will be the one. You're going to be miserable in whatever relationship you're in. Your life's going to be messed because you didn't deal with that. And it's like, y'all already said it, but you can't um, go into a relationship and put that relationship over the people who have always been there for you. Because like you said, when it's over, who's going to still be there? The people who have always been there, your family, your close friends, and all that. Those are the people that's always going to be down for you. And how are you going to have a relationship with somebody and you don't even have those important people a part of it? They're not even in it. You can't even share in that joy with them. So go ahead and call your sister, do whatever you need to do and fix that. That's all I got to say. Just fix it. If even if you are together forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, why do you just have to have your partner? Why can't you have your partner and your sister? Mm-hmm. Like have it all. Enjoy yourself. Be <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> great. Have it all. Like I said, if and if the if that relationship with the sister has severed, understand that the universe is now creating a portal for you to exist if you have mm-hmm. to. Without, mm-hmm. with, without big sis. I mean, that's right. that's the reality of some mm-hmm. of some things that we 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 right. we get to us we get to a space that everybody is meant to be on this journey with you the whole time. Based on your mother, big sis is actually your big sis. I should mm-hmm. just wait on your phone. Call. She wait on your phone call. She ain't mad about you being gay, honey. Okay. <laughs> she ain't mad. She ain't jealous. Yeah. She is. She she may she may feel thrown away. And this, mm-hmm. and this is in no this, this is in, and this is no way for you to consider her feelings over yours. It's just for you to understand her feelings along with yours. I always tell people, don't work through shit, work with it. I will extend that yeah. one one step further, and I'm gonna shut up on the topic. You are probably doing to her what other people that she has poured into has done. And mm-hmm. so if she's right. online talking about men ain't shit, men ain't right, that's probably because she's investing in these relationships with people and she is not receiving reciprocation from that investment. And so maybe mm-hmm. some of that ain't shit coming to you is because you also are doing that same thing. Like- <laughs> so you're you're doing this where she's going through this in her own life, you know, so mm. she's spouting off on all these niggas she's dealing with, but you're part of that ain't shit too. Like, it's like you, mm. you know, you're part of what her, what she's going through right now, where she is like, I think, I think your assessment of her, even though we don't know much about your big sis, 
But that idea of being in big cis mode, beast mode, big cis mode, mm-hmm. and you always care motherfuckers, and that kind of that translates into your adulthood and your relationship. So maybe your sister is that person that gives, 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 and the people always fall short or leave her out or ignore her, put it to the side for whatever reason. Yeah. 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 And so you doing this now, she's like, I can't imagine what she's thinking about you. <laughs> and, and my big sister has been on the show. Right. <laughs> my, my big sister, she is very much in Christian. She is very much in her life and her relationship with, with her Lord and the way that that works out. But because I came to her authentically, like she has the opportunity to be in relationship with me authentically and let somebody say something. Mm-hmm. Let somebody yes. have something to say yes. out their yes. mouth. Yes. All her right. website is right. coming for right. you, right. but That's she don't get to be that when you haven't been authentic. People done came her big sister about mm-hmm. this. Yeah, right. This was Lisa Ray was on, and now I'm wobbling, and now I'm wobbling because I wanted something to stand on. I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't have no information to say. Leave them alone. They happy. They la la la. They they doing what they doing what they do. And this is the thing. We are human and everybody don't get this right. This this mm-hmm. right. We, we hopefully every day we've given we are given new mercies to do yeah. something else in a different way and rectify some things. And a lot of times that don't happen. We can only start where we at and 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 continue on. The big sister, um, I know has had to to answer some things for you and she didn't know the answer so that even makes her a bit more resentful of the of mm-hmm. how all of this played out so, so listen we're gonna wrap this up little sis all right um and we'll just holler at you again we're gonna check in you please check in on us and please tell us that you called your sister please mm-hmm. <laughs> okay please yes, yes 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 thank you so much little sis if, she, if she's talking to you she's still fucking with you that's what you gotta remember, <laughs> remember that Absolutely. And for everybody else out there, if you want to write your gay aunties and help have us help you make sense of your messy life as well, <laughs> then you yeah. can do that at your gay aunties at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram at your gay aunties or you can just go to your gay aunties.com and there is a button there that you can click and say, write your aunties. There are so many right. opportunities that you have <laughs> to get this help. Come on and get it. <laughs> so, so real quick, I'm see. I've never been the one to want to date a person who was in the closet because of this foolishness right here, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> of the of what if you ain't, if you ain't handled this with your family yet, right? Don't go announcing or pronouncing shit if you ain't talked to people in your family. Cause I, I I'm not trying to be the one in the house in an uncomfortable house. Cause mine cool. <laughs> you talking about my mom in the house? And that just highlights the fact that because you and your partner obviously are both young, and that she don't right. seem to realize that simple principle. But I don't date anyone that's in the closet either. You know, or right. halfway up the closet, or ain't clear with their parents. Right. Because that puts me in a fucked up situation. And the fact that your your partner doesn't even know that, honestly. Like we've been saying, I don't know how long she's gonna be around. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, you know, when you when you in love, when you're young and in love, you be doing some stupid, um, um, not just stupid, but more um, audacious, um, 
is. There's a privilege that you start to feel in this love that you can start talking and judging on people. Yes. So thank you all um, who have sent us letters. Keep sending the letters. That is what keeps the show running. Check us out at patreon.com slash gay aunties. We have incredible tears over there uh, that you probably haven't seen anywhere else. Okay. So all of the tears lead to you being a part of the show, just like we had Avery a part of the show today and the wonderful poets that he brought. So go to patreon.com slash gay aunties um, today. Gay aunties, join me over in the Freedom Sanctuary. All right, with medicine woman and friend Gina Breedlove. Okay, so mm-hmm. get your headphones on, get in a nice room, you know. Um, she's helped me um, with her sound therapy and she focuses on healing um, us, black and queer people. All right, if you want to experience a different way to use sound to heal, mm-hmm. it's a sliding scale from free to whatever you got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. uh, you need to RSVP right now and go over to this link bit.ly so bit.ly like you all you guys know bit.ly so bit.ly slash our freedom sanctuary bit.ly slash our freedom sanctuary put it in the show notes as well so that's the day at 3pm and if you miss it she is doing it only two more times at the same time 3pm on Sundays um, October 25th and November 1st so get your Wusa on children Absolutely. And early voting has started in most states. So don't wait until the last minute. Don't try to mail that thing off at the last minute. (laughs) Get it in. Vote now. All early votes and ballots will be counted on or by election day. So we want to make sure that we paint America blue on election day. So to offset the Please. Republican voter suppression, we need to just show we up and show out. We don't want no strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> so find out all you need to know about how to vote in your state by going to votesaveamerica.com, vote oh, votesaveamerica.com, or planyourvote.org. Okay, mm-hmm. vote, vote, vote.com. Mm-hmm. Just Google vote. Right? <laughs> and don't forget, let's see your friends read the Constitution this Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, um, on your gay auntie's IG live. They are going to read Article 4 Article with Hanifa four. and her friend Moms. And next week, we welcome Spellman alum, minister, activist, and hip hop artist Yanni Davis. Yeah, I'm excited about that. The gay loves to talk to the young people in our community who are doing big things. And so, with that, I am Red Summer. And I'm Honey from Walida. I'm Kia Sheree. I'm Avery on Young. And we are gay Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs>